Hi, this is Carmine Peace, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is John Oliva, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. So crank it up, or I'll come in to get you. Hi, this is Michael Schenker from Scorpions UFO and this GM Temple of Rock. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 261 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This episode, we bring to you an interview with the legendary Michael Schenker. Michael began his career playing with the Scorpions, later joined the band UFO, and since then has played with many iconic musicians. His current project, Michael Schenker's Temple of Rock, has a new album coming out called Spirit on a Mission. We got Michael on the phone to talk about this project, among other things. So without any further ado, here's Michael Schenker. The show, ladies and gentlemen, on the line I have with me the Michael Schenker from Temple of Rock. How are you doing today, Michael? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for uh, talking to us. Um, recently, you guys uh, just played the uh, seventy thousand tons of metal cruise. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Wow, that was something. I tell you. Um, you know, I, I kind of refused to do it twice because I heard stories about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I looked into it, I kind of, you know, and I also heard, eventually I heard stories that were actually kind of encouraging stories. So I thought, ah, I'll give it a go. And uh, and I was pleasantly surprised, you know. I must say it was one of its time unique experience. Right. I wouldn't necessarily do it again, but it's a one-time must. Right. <laughs> it, it, it seems like a cool concept, getting, you know, all these great bands together and then interacting with the fans. I, I mean, so much food, you're rolling <laughs> off the boat. I mean, around the clock, you can nibble all day long. And uh, it's such a big boat. And, uh, I mean, it, it's just... The, the way it's organized and and, and everything it's, it's just really it's really good but like i said it's it's a it's a one-time must but not necessarily i, I met people they went there five times already wow. i think it has been out five times and and, and those two people that i met they have been on every one <laughs> well i have like i said i've heard it's a it's a great experience too um now i want to talk to you about uh you guys got a new album come out called uh spirit on a mission and uh you know that's what i want to kind of talk to you a little bit about today because uh i've heard a little bit of clips from it and uh, it, it's a really incredible sounding album um you know so starting off talking about the album can you talk about a little bit how you wrote the album yeah, I mean, you know, like Bridge the Gap was the one before that, and uh, that's when that was our first record with the with with the lineup of the Scorpions original rhythm section of Rock You Like a Hurricane, Hermann Rabel and Francis Buchholz, and uh, Doogie White on vocals and Fant and and and, and Wayne Findlay on seven string, and I already knew after we finished the first album, the first Temple of Rock with this lineup. Um, 
that I had I already had an idea to introduce more of the seven strings and so and to involve Wayne Findlay more more uh, more with this with the seven strings and and I knew I wanted it really you know energetic and fast and melodic and hard and you know and and adventurous and also I wanted it you know to sound deep and and have the seven strings. Um, um, to be present at, at, on some songs, and so I asked Wayne to write, you know, a few a few riffs, and then I mm -hmm. added my stuff to it, and then Dougie did his great vocals to it, and we discovered a, an additional, you know, chemistry of songwriting collaboration that is uh, an addition to what Dougie and I are already doing, and so, you know, it's a it's a really you know, and and so I also, you know, had the vision of of making Wayne, you know, a more um, you know, um, being a specialist on a particular addition to the to the to the music, which right. is the seven string. So I, you know, he is the seven string player, keyboard player, and uh, and uh, so he is becoming a a proper member of the band, and and it's not like a fifth wheel, but he he is responsible for the seven string sounds, and so that makes everybody you know like uh, puts everybody in its place. And um, you know, and and uh, I already know for the next album that we, you know, I have additional additional ideas to kind of, you know, let it move forward to the next level, and instead of getting stagnant in a particular way and repeating it, but you know, just minor little little um, you know additional things that can maybe make that much of a difference in. In, in order to bring it to the next level, and so, but very happy with the outcome of Spirit and the Mission, and um, you know, and and we can't wait to to be in the states for the first time with this lineup, you know, we tried last year, and the album was going, was coming out, and and we didn't have time to put it together, and so right. I decided to come over with Doogie, introduce him to America, and uh, you know, in, in relation, in, in you know, to, um, playing together, and and. Then I was trying to come back uh, with an album lineup in in, uh, in autumn, but it took this this long to make it possible. But it's finally all arranged and organized, and we are only one month away, and we're really really looking forward, you know, to 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 doing this tour. Cool. Um, now. When did you start writing this album? Because I know you guys were on tour for a lot of 2014. I start, Yeah, but I I always you know like <clears throat> I. Always, you know, I play and discover on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. I always, you know, put things to the side, you know, on a, almost on a on a regular basis, basically, like little bits and pieces, five seconds long, whatever, you know, enough to when I want to make a record that that I have, you know, stuff that that, you know, I listen to that inspires me to write the next connection, and uh, you know, so I started in April, and I actually already went in the studio in April, and. Uh, but uh, and, and and did a couple that then became the bonus songs and uh, but uh, you know together as recording like writing I started as 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 you know, like I said around you know co consistently mm -hmm. after Bridge the Gap from since then but starting to put it hard for me to go back there because I'm living so much in the moment right, <laughs> right. Like, what did I do yesterday I don't remember. Um, but you know, I was ready in April anyway. I, I had enough material put together. I was ready to put it down. But um, you know, it, it didn't seem to be possible with everybody to 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 go. So I just kept doing it. And then in June, I was I, I had more than enough, and I went in the studio and and put down the 
the the the, um, the the arrangements for the songs that I had, and um, you know, and then it got sent you know out to to do it straight away to to work on it, uh, create his melodies and and stuff like that. And then he, he was uh, when he was ready. By that time we had the drums down, and uh, Herman came down, and then Francis came down. And then Billy came down, and uh, and I don't know if it was around in, in that order, but you know sometimes Billy actually came, you know, like three times in blocks. And, mm-hmm. and uh, after the first time, we had our guitars stolen, and and some music disappeared, and and you know music got stolen, and we got really upset about it. But you know we got over it, and, and we just uh, carried on working at it, and 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 you know, and eventually we had a great outcome, and so. You know, basically, um, that's 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 how how we how we did things. And then Wayne was over there, and then he put on his keyboards and 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 his seven string guitars. And you know, until it was completed, I think um, the but, but like like the, the November, right. I think November it was completed. So it took a, a fair amount of time. And um, but anyway, so we 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 got it to the. To the next level, I'm really happy with the vocals um, and and you know the additional seven string that added you know some some depth to the album and so here we go. Cool, yeah, I know. Like I said, I, I got to hear a little bit of bits and pieces of some of the songs, and I, I really like it. I, I can hear what you're you're trying to do with it, like the the heaviness, and, and it's a very you know melodic sounding album. It's a, it's a great sounding album from what what I've heard so far. Now you mentioned some of your gear and some of the recordings were actually stolen. Was that a setback? Yeah, it was a was a punch in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but what do you do? I mean. You know, you just have to swallow and 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 you know, and you get back up again, and you and you move on. You work twice as hard, and you get the results. Um, now, did you find that like that redoing some of that stuff? Were you able to like revisit and do some stuff differently, and maybe stuff turned out a little bit better the second time? Or no, that's not how it goes. You can look at it as a pre-production, and you right. know, the, the the good thing about it, well, the the fortunate thing, it wasn't. It was just performance that they mm-hmm. stolen. It wasn't actually the compositions or anything. So we didn't really do anything. Okay, we just had to redo it. And and uh, you know, when you do it, of course, you can't bring it back a moment. But the right. moment cannot be a worse one. You know, maybe the new moments are better. We don't know. It doesn't matter now is now and what came out is meant to be and is out cool cool yeah and i can't wait for that album to come out now you've had your career has spanned you know decades you started with the scorpions when you were you know 15 years old what do you do to evolve as a musician over the years well first of all it, it's like um I think the most beneficial things I did is when I was 18, instinctively making the decision not to listen to music anymore and not to copy anybody anymore, to really express, self-express mm-hmm. and do it the way I think, you know, open my my window of spirit and letting out a color that nobody else can express. And everybody has that ability, but it's just a matter of choice if you want to stick with the trend or we want to you know, express ourselves. Right. And so that's what I did. And, and by not listening to music, it preserved me. It, I did not overindulge, you know, like chocolate. You eat too much chocolate, you don't want to know about it right. anymore. And so, you know, I, I it's almost like I was, uh, you know, preserved for, for this period now to be back in the loop of rock and roll and to, you know, to, to once again, um, you know, contribute um, stuff uh, to the, to the musical, you know, to the world, and 
you know, like I always say that if I look back now uh, to the, into the, you know, like uh, how it, I can see clearly like three stages of my of my being and and how I did things. And the first the first step, uh, the first the first uh, stage was more like uh, developing as a guitarist and right. to and and my contribution musical contribution to the world that was created in the 70s for the 80s and then I did the left right album with the Scorpions after I left UFO and uh, that opened the doors for America for them and then you know I I blessed my brother um, with a black and white flying V that he took over or wanted to share with me and uh, you know I let him continue he took over basically and I withdrew mm -hmm. and and uh, focused more on on uh, you know, things I couldn't do with a commercial touring band, uh, you know, create my own pace in making records and and do all sorts of funny things that nobody else would do in those days, you know, acoustic instrumentals and electric instrumentals and experiment with music on, on, on all levels and uh, also um, develop on a personal level as well. And so I call, I call that middle age it was the school of life. That That's what I was more involved in and, and which I really enjoyed because... He was giving me knowledge, insights, and let me experience things that I want to taste it with my own mouth. And, right. uh, you know, so got all of this out of my system. And in 2008, all of a sudden, I had the urge to be on stage. I never liked being on stage. So all of a sudden, I really got, you know, I really started to enjoy being on stage. And I guess it's part of development. Right. But, um, you know, and, and, and I think that is my, my that's maybe the reason, you know, and uh, somehow I feel like, there is a, a reason for me to be, you know, connected again, in the, uh, you know, and, and celebrate, um, if nothing else, celebrate the incredible era of rock that, you know, my generation of rock that I fell in love with, with, you know, bands like Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and Deep Purple. And, you know, quite a few people have already passed away, like, you know, Roy Gallagher and... Mm -hmm. Uh, Elvin Lee, Johnny Winter, and Ronnie James Dio, Gary Moore, etc. And so I, you know, I want to, you know, put this 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 era once more to the foreground and and really make a contribution on a musical level one more time. And and you know, and it's a really consciously this time. You know, when I started off with UFO and we developed and I did, you know, all of that development and and guitar playing, I I wasn't really aware of what effect it had later on the right. 80s you know but but i did do that unconsciously i was just being myself but now i'm actually really enjoying it and i actually didn't really necessarily enjoy that much either i mean i've always enjoyed playing guitar and 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 play and discover and and uh, you know and being amazed with what comes out right. and that, that in itself is the reward you know but but you know this time it feels like you know i'm more able to focus and really enjoy the moment and everything i do at, at the moment i do it you know so it's a little bit different a different presence throughout your career you've played with a lot of you know iconic musicians uh throughout your career um do you let working with those musicians shape you as you're growing as a musician as well yeah absolutely everything makes it makes a difference you know every step uh, and every challenge and uh, every bit of peace uh, that comes your way and that you are you know connected indirectly or not directly it, it, it all makes a difference it's all part of the, the moving forward progress and development cool, cool. um can you talk a little bit about your gear 
Um, do you like to tinker with your gear as you're playing, and do you like experiment with effects and stuff, or do you like to keep things pretty straightforward? Yeah, very straightforward. And you know, I love what I actually lately do on my on my solos, especially. I mean, that's my passion: mm-hmm. playing lead breaks, putting the taking the song to a different uh, place, and then back to the song. And uh, that's where I what I love to do. But you know, I love to to hear as much personality as possible. So I kind of automatically seem to be very tempted to keep it as raw as possible so that you can hear every, you know, every little thing that happens Mm -hmm. in between that you cannot hear if you put too much stuff on it, too many effects and stuff like that. You don't really hear anything. All personality goes, uh, disappears. Which is, of course, for for players who don't play that well, maybe it, it it will be helpful and suitable. But for me, I really want that that rawness of the spirit to be present, and and so the less I clutter it up with with stuff, the the, the more is there. Um, now, when you're playing live, do you like to improvise, you know, a lot, or do you try to keep things as it is on the album? Yeah, when I play live, it's uh, you know there's hardly any delay there, but right. I always use a bit of delay. I have a chorus there just in case, but I only use it for two minutes or two, two actually four seconds in right. two songs and. Not even necessary. We always play those two songs, but um, it's just there in case I want to use it. But it's mainly the Wawa pedal is connected, but I don't play it either. And so I, I have periods where I do certain things and I right. keep doing them, and then I change, and then I have other periods. You know, it used to be a lot of Wawa pedal maybe involved, maybe in one position for a long time. Then I started using it as a Wawa, and then I had periods where I didn't use it at all, and then. You know, but but there's always a bit of delay there, and 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 uh, and basically there is really nothing nothing there uh, unless the sound guy out front puts something on it. Right. But uh, it's it's pretty much a you know sometimes I have too much delay on I can't even play you know really play the way I want to play so so it's I'd be very very careful with it uh, and and uh, you know it kind of even puts me off if it doesn't sound. You know, it's uh, because I get inspired by what's right. coming out of the cabinet. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, uh, if good stuff comes out of there, I get inspired to play the next note that means something. So I'd be very careful. Now, you got a tour starting up at the end of March. Can you talk a little bit about what fans can expect on this tour? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, uh, it, it's uh, it's the first time that we actually managed to, to come out to the States with this album lineup. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and we are really, really looking forward to this, and especially Herman Francis and myself. We did the Last Tribe album together, and we never, we never toured the stage together. And they haven't been around for a long right. time, just like myself, for various different reasons. But here we are, you know. And um, you know, Francis looks like he's coming. <laughs> he has been preserved. He comes out of a box, and if <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened ever, and he's just been waiting. And so it, it's it's really good. And so like we are being able to to do quite a few shows in the states this time, and we're all looking forward to it. And it's going to be a very very balanced uh, set of of uh, you know uh, it's basically the, the the most popular of my involvement musically, right. and then connected with the uh, you know with the uh, with the times of Herman and Francis, and then also you know, and new stuff, of course. And so it, it will be it will be well balanced. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like playing with uh, Herman and Francis again after so many years and what brought, uh, you know, Herman was already playing on Bridge the Gap, but what brought uh, Francis back into the mix? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, like it, it, it all happens step by step. It's unbelievable, you know. I, I mean, I went into the studio and, and you know, I asked Michael Foss to to um, help us to guide vocals. And then I thought, no, he can sing. Why don't you sing on the album? Then Pete mm-hmm. and Herman, they, they wanted to be the rhythm section. And and then, you know, it, it's just, uh, then I started touring with Robin Nicole in the States and Michael Foss Japan and then Doogie. In 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 Europe, and then Pete wasn't doing too well. I asked Herman, why don't you ask Francis if he would be interested? And he was more than happy. And so that's how it started. And then eventually, there was that connection and the, and the chemistry to to feel. You know, it was a great mm-hmm. chemistry. And and uh, you know, and and then I, I quickly decided to make a video just in case it wouldn't last. But right. it got better and better and stronger. And then I introduced the idea of making an album. That became Bridge the Gap. You know, and uh, and basically, you know, pushing the gap from then and and now, like from last drive mm-hmm. until now, and then and then you know, and then it, when we toured, we got more offers, and it was so much fun playing those all these tunes, and the audience were great, and uh, so and the chemistry is fantastic, and so like you know, I came up with the with the idea of the next album, and uh, you know that I started in in April, but really. Um, put down the album, uh, all the music uh, in June, um, and then finished it in end of November. And you know, and it's it's uh, you know it's it's the Scorpions rhythm section. It's, right. it's solid and and it's great to paint on. You know, it's mm-hmm. for me, it's like they're the foundation, and there is so much stuff you can do with. You know, you can actually it's a, it's a great screen to paint on. Cool. Um, and, you know, so you got the tour coming up. The album comes out in March. Uh, there's uh, March uh, 3rd in Europe and Japan, March 24th in the U.S. Um, tour starts in the U.S. and it goes over to Europe and whatnot. Um, what's next after that? Where do you want to see Temple of Rock go in the future? Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, I already have ideas for the next album. Cool. And so this is going to be, you know, for now we're focusing on spiritual mission. There will be a lot of touring going on with this album. We're going to, you know, play wherever we can with this and until it comes to an end. And then and then we go from there. You know, we, we, we don't know what else develops in the meantime, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, maybe we were, we were playing, you know, throughout the 17s too, you know, 2017, I mean, 2016. So, you know, we don't know how long we need to, we're going to be going around the world with this, with this tour, with this album, but uh, that's really all we need to focus on right now. Cool, cool. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, looking forward to the album, looking forward to seeing you guys out on tour, and I uh, want to wish you good luck with all of that. Great, thank you so much. Okay, I'd like to thank Michael for taking the time to talk to us. Spirit on a Mission drops in Japan on March 4th, in Europe on March 20th, and in the U.S. on March 24th. He also has a U.S. tour kicking off March 25th, starting in San Jose. That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter on twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks and check out our Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. Till next time, thanks for listening.